Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Stocks and Coffee with the Stock Geek. I'm Travis, your Stock Geek. Today is Tuesday, July 12th, 2022. Checking in on markets this morning, it's been a little bit choppy in equities, although roughly flat overall on the day. We did see equities down about 1% to 2% yesterday. On the commodity side, we continue to see weakness with crude down 7% to $96 a barrel. Natural gas is also down. The industrial metal copper is down over 3%. And other commodities such as metals and agricultural commodities are also broadly negative today. We see government bond yields down about five to six basis points. We also saw the euro briefly break below that one-to-one parity level with the U.S. dollar. It is sitting around the one-to-one level currently. So overall, this narrative of possible recession being priced into markets continues. The markets, of course, are worried as we move into the back half of the year that unemployment rates will increase, that we'll see consumer spending decrease, that we could also see corporate earnings cuts due to continued margin pressures. We know that all eyes will be on that big inflation data coming out tomorrow. The CPI in the U.S., there are whispers that that number could be as high as 9% year over year. The Cleveland Fed has their inflation now cast, their forecast of monthly CPI at around 8.7%. So anything in that 8.7 to 9% range is pretty likely, which would mean a multi-decade high in the year-over-year inflation rate. However, of course, we got to remember that there are a lot of lagged effects still flowing into the CPI from housing numbers as well as energy, and those are areas that have already started cooling. So it's important to keep that in mind, although the Fed is still likely to hike 75 basis points at the next meeting, markets are starting to price in higher probabilities that they're going to be forced to pause as we move into the later parts of the year. I continue to say, though, that an overly aggressive Fed, even as other parts of the economy are cooling, could be a risk to markets broadly. Looking in at some of the early gainers and losers today, we see airlines actually gaining today on some of the news out of London Heathrow that passenger volumes have been so high that they've actually got to put some caps on the amount of travelers that can go through the airport on a daily basis. Uh, We also, of course, see that things like crude and jet fuel being down can help the airline's margins there, but travel demand still looks pretty strong out there overall. We also see uh, former DSPAC, GOEV, also known as Canoe, up almost 100% today on news that they've got a contract with Walmart for around 5,000 electric delivery vans. Of course, that SPAC is still down 60% since its SPAC deal was closed. On the loser side, we see broad weakness across software. ServiceNow CEO came out and had some negative comments about the economic environment said that basically this could hurt software spending uh, in certain areas. So that is hitting ServiceNow stock, which is down 11 12% today. We also see stocks like MongoDB, Elastic, uh, Salesforce, Atlassian, Datadog, and others down at least 5 or 6% today. Other major morning news, we saw that the CEO of Gap is unexpectedly stepping down. So that stock's taken a little bit of a hit. Uh, She's been head of Gap since the start of the pandemic, so interesting CEO change there. Gap stock, like many other retail stocks, has been hit pretty hard so far this year. We saw Bill Ackman is winding up his PSTH Pershing Square Tontine SPAC. That SPAC did not get a deal done. It was one of the largest SPACs ever raised with $4 billion of capital, and initially they had tried to take a stake in Universal Music Group and take that business public in a very complicated structure. The SEC kind of shot that deal down. And of course, the the environment for SPACs has gotten a lot worse since then. And so PSTH is going to liquidate. Pershing Square is still going to work on a new vehicle for raising capital to take stuff public. They call that the spark, but it remains to be seen if that is ever going to be approved by the SEC. So 
PSTH, unfortunately, one of the bigger liquidations in, in SPAC world. We see news from Peloton that they're exiting their their manufacturing operations. They're going to be outsourcing that going forward. Probably a good step for them since they need liquidity. On the earnings side, we have our first big earnings report here with PepsiCo reporting this morning. Results actually looked pretty good. You know, PepsiCo beat expectations on both the top and the bottom lines. So revenue growth was pretty strong. And even the bottom line held up pretty well, even though they've got some cost pressures. They've been offsetting some of those cost pressures with uh, pricing. So we saw um, organic revenue up for PepsiCo about 13% year-over-year, excluding currency effects. Currency effects did have, I think, about a 3 or 4% headwind overall, though. We saw about 10% adjusted operating income growth year-over-year for PepsiCo in the second quarter. And they actually upped their guidance for organic revenue growth for the year from 8% to 10%. So, you know, that looks pretty good. Again, I think a lot of the strength there does come from having some pricing power with their brands, but they have a pretty broad view of consumer demand for, uh, you know, consumer goods across many different geographies. So interesting to see that there, that they uh, were able to, you know, basically put up pretty good numbers for Q2. So a decent start overall to the earnings season, but we've got a lot more to come. Now, in the coming weeks, I'm going to be spending a lot of time focusing in on individual companies, their earnings results, news headlines, and areas that I would normally spend time on because I'm a stock guy. But I have been spending a lot of time lately talking about macro on this podcast and beyond, and that's because we have had such an interesting turning point in the macroeconomic environment. And we are, of course, seeing multi-decade changes in the inflation rates. We're seeing broad asset class moves like we haven't seen in a long while. So it's important to actually take stock of what's happening on the macro side and understand what it means for broader stock portfolios. Well, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up for today on that note. It's a very light news day, so go out there and enjoy your day, and I will see you all tomorrow. Cheers.